we doing this morning? You feeling good? Amen. Blessed? Amen. I know Mother's Day is one of those holidays that some are absolutely rejoicing, as Brother Kevin pointed out. Some, some Mother's Day brings some heartbreak, brings back some memories, and, and times when we, we miss our mamas. And I want to tell, tell the mamas today that, that Jesus loves you. Amen. Maybe we don't all have the kids you deserve to have, but Jesus loves you. And I want you to know that without any doubt today. So we're going to turn to John chapter 19. We're going to be reading verses 26 and 27. Please stand for the reading of God's word when you find your place. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. Reading the word, you may be seated. <coughs> On October 28, 1886, the famed Statue of Liberty was dedicated. It's said to be a labor of love by the famous sculptor Bartoli. He gave over 20 years of his life to, to see this statue erected. He, he was a Frenchman, he was from France, the, it was a gift from France. He personally helped raise over $4 million construction. When, when the giving began to, to get a bit lean, he gave from his very own fortune, bringing himself on the point of bankruptcy to see this erected. As it finally got, got time to, to start erecting it, it came to the point where they needed to find a model to, to, uh, for the body of the Statue of Liberty and for the face. And so many art critics came to him and said, you should, you should find a woman who, who her very figures shows that she is intelligent and she's smart and she, and she's strong, and she stands for liberty. And he had interviewed many models and wondered where he would ever find such a person. You know where he found her? It's his mom. He used his own mother. And it's so true. Moms are so many things. They are wise. They, they, help, they help raise us. They, they are our first teachers. They, they do so many things. Women are far more than the beauty that the world tries to make them out to be. And moms are, are literally, you can't put a job description on what it is to be a mother. And you can ask little kids and what they think it means to be a mom, and they'll give you one answer. And as the kids grow and become adults, they'll give you another answer. You know, we, we, we see moms as perfect when we're little. And then when we grow up and realize how wise moms are, how a true treasure and a gift they, they are from God. And I want to, as we look today, and, and talk, talk about things. I want this day for you from here on out to, to be more than that day where it's, it's Mother's Day, it's busy, we've got to get out of church kind of early because we made dinner reservations. Because what do we do? We, we go to an overpriced restaurant, we, we take mom there, and you get bad food because they're rushing it too fast, they're rushing it out, and you have the, the waiters and waitresses that they're, when they're, when they're going about it. You know, they're not giving their best service. They're stressed out. And so Mom's Day is stressed. It's supposed to be a day to relax. And if you've ever been out on Mother's Day, it is insane. The last three weeks, I've tried to call and get reservations. It's impossible. And I went through the same thing last year. We ended up settling on the select restaurant down there on River. That, that restaurant is uh, not the best in the world. But if you want to see, one's always available. So today I want, want you to realize that, that we need to appreciate our moms, not just this day, but every day. We, we are very blessed to, to, to have the, the moms in our lives. 
whether they're here or whether they, they have gone home in glory and, and we have those memories to look back upon. Cherish them always. Jesus is the prime example. As disciples, as Christians, we are called to be like Jesus. And you will find no finer son to a mother than Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Early on in his, his ministry, we, we, we read a little bit about Jesus and, and Mary in, with the wedding in Cana. And she, she kind of nudges him a little bit to, to save the day because this, this wedding's not going so well. They, they brought out the wine and everybody drank the wine. And all they had left was, was water to serve. And people weren't too happy. It would have been a great shame and disgrace on the family. So Jesus goes and takes these giant basins of water that they were really used for washing your hands and your feet. They were used to get clean because you had been on a long journey. You didn't have nice air conditioning cars like we had. You had donkeys if you were rich. Most of the people had to walk there. So, so Jesus goes and he turns this water into wine. And it is so good that the people are wondering, why did you save the best wine for last? Usually people serve the, the good wine first and then they bring out the cheap stuff after everybody's gotten drunk. That's the word of God. You can laugh, but that's, that's what it says. Understand, when, when Jesus gives a gift, he gives it with his all. So you sons and daughters out there, when you're with your mamas, give your all. She deserves it. She gives her, your, her all to you every, every day for her entire life. You don't stop being her son or daughter the, the moment you turn 18. You, she's mama forever and your child forever. I know many of us are approaching that age of, what'd you say, 30? Yeah. yeah. We're approaching those ages where we don't think we're kids anymore, but ask your mama. You're still the baby. I'm kidding, so. Yeah. Still my baby. Still your lady. Did your mom ever tell you that if you put your mind to anything, that you could accomplish it? Think about being Jesus' mom. Think about being Mary. When you say, Jesus, if you put your mind to it, you really could accomplish this. If there ever was a truer statement in the world, it is that one. For Mary to tell Jesus, if you want to do this, you could do this. This is a child that would grow into a man, and men would watch him. And watch with wonder and awe. It, it watched him turn water into wine. I've yet been able to do that. It hasn't happened. They watched him walk on water. Mm -hmm. I can't walk on water. They've, they watched him heal people that were sick. Mm -hmm. I can pray for you, but I can't heal you. He literally laid, raised people from the dead. Amen. Nearly every funeral I've been to is one of my prayers to God. Is God, if you if you grant such a miracle to bring peace to this family at this time and allow their loved one to come back, allow them to have one more day. But I, I'm not Jesus. I, I don't get to do that. But that, that was Jesus. And he could, he could literally do anything. He is God in the flesh. Understand that completely. When, when Mary was, was pregnant with Jesus, she went to see her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is uh, pregnant at the time with the, a mighty prophet, John the Baptist. Talk about some, some, uh, some interesting conversations. You, oftentimes I'll see my daughter play with her cousin. Could you imagine seeing Jesus and John play as kids? That would have been interesting, huh? But as she visits him, you know, the, uh, Elizabeth is saying uh, to Mary, said, you know, how blessed am I that the, the mother of my Lord would come and, and visit me? I'd have you recognize that, that Elizabeth recognizes Jesus in the womb as Lord. Amen. And then Mary says this, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Understand that when we read about Jesus, when he's on the earth, 
we really don't know much about Joseph. And we know his brothers and sisters, they don't really believe in Jesus. Mary does. Amen. Mama believes in you. Mama believed in Jesus. And I know many of us who will go to our families later today or, or throughout our life, and, and we'll talk about Jesus and we'll get those scornful looks. Understand that we, we can stand firm in our faith in Jesus. Mary did. She did not let what her other sons thought about it de deter her faith in him. And it should never deter our faith in, in Jesus either. It said he, he would grow up, and as, as he is being dedicated in the temple, similar to our kind of baby, baby dedications we have here, there was a prophetess there and warned her that, that, the, the, that her son would cause the rising and falling of many in Israel. And it would be as a sword would pierce her very own soul. Now, I, I, I don't know about you, but, but when babies are born, people come up and tell you how, how cute they are and, and how they believe they're going to grow up to be great people and do great things. I'm glad nobody told me that the birth of my child would cause my soul to be pierced. That's not something we often think about, but this is something that Mary lived with her entire life. If we are honest with Jesus... Jesus was born to die. We all will die one day, but that is not the reason we've been born. But for Jesus, that was the reason he was, was to be born, was to die. And Mary knew this. You know, we can fast forward to that, that horrible encounter she has on the cross. I have said it many times to you guys before, and I'm sure you've been in other churches, other places, and heard people tell you about the message of the cross, the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a message we can never say too much. It can never be repeated too often. It is the message of salvation for the world. Mary believed it. To the point that she is witnessing her own son, her own flesh and blood, being crucified on the cross. I want you to realize what Jesus does for his mother here. While he's on the cross, while he's enduring that horrible pain, with nails through his hands and his feet, being mocked, by the Romans, being mocked by the religious leaders, being mocked with another one who's being crucified. He looks down and he, he surveys what's left and what does he see? He sees his faithful disciple we, we know as the Apostle John. In John's Gospel he's called the, the, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And John looks at him and then he looks over and sees his own mother. We don't see Mary echoing out any own words. I, I'm sure the mother's here they, they would be screaming out in agony to, to see your child in that kind of situation. But Jesus says to her, Son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. In his very last breath, in his very dying moment, he made sure his mama was taken care of. He's going through all that agony. And if I am honest with, with myself and you guys here and most in this country... We don't take care of our mamas very well. We don't treat them right. We don't show them the respect and the honor they deserve. So to the mamas here today, if you don't have those, those children that, that show you that respect and love, and I know many of you do, but understand Jesus loves you. He loves you just as much as he loved his own mother. He died for you just the same. Understand that. Believe that. Accept that. It may not be easy to accept, but accept that Jesus loved you, that Jesus died for you. Now, many of you may say as moms, well, I'm not quite married. You know, I, I didn't have an immaculate conception. I, 
I, I wasn't so deemed worthy. I want to tell you that what God saw in Mary, why she was worthy, was nothing of her own accord. But that she was a faithful woman to God. You all have that capability. That is not something that is beyond your reach. But even if you, you would tell me that you're not quite Mary, I would, I would remind you that, that Jesus had many other brothers. He had other sisters that could have taken Mary in. But he chose one of his disciples. Someone he trusted. Somebody he knew was going to take care of her and treat her right. In the same respect, to treat John. John needed a mother. And if you're like me, I can look back on my life and, you know, my mom wasn't always there. I, I love my mom dearly, but this is the way life went. I started out with my mom, but as life would go on, I would end up in foster homes, and there'd be people there I would know as mom. I would later on live with my grandfather, and after that, I, I was adopted by my uncle and aunt, my aunt became mom. And then grandma became mom. And then this day, the one sitting right back there, she's mom. This is the reality. That just because you don't have a birth certificate that, that makes me your son, Mary didn't have one that made John her son, it doesn't mean you're not mother. It doesn't mean you're not motherly to people. We need mothers. God help us, we need mothers. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we were talking back there, I was talking with some of you, during our meet time, and, and we, we we were talking about how you know God has created mothers, you know, and us guys are shaking hands trying to say Happy Mother's Day, which kind of feels weird saying to a guy Happy Mother's Day. But the reality we realize is that all the guys in this room, regardless of age, are just kids. We need moms. You know, I, I know some of you joke that you have uh, you'll add one number to however many children you have because that's how many kids you got. We we need moms. Because moms, as I said, they're our first teachers. They're our first ones to show us how to care, how to have compassion. They're the first ones to, to show us God's love. They're the first ones to show us that there is a right and there is a wrong in this world. And that God takes those seriously. That God will not look the other way when we do wrong. God tells us in his word that if we spare the rod, we will spoil the child. Because if you, dis if you discipline your child, you are showing love. We need to remember that as parents, but also as children, to return that, that love that, that has been given. I would encourage you to remember those that have gone on. I know some of you are hurting very deeply right now for what this day is. I know some of you miss those that have gone on. And I know some of you have been without mom for many years now. I would remind you from, from the words, the, the lesson that we get from, from Abel in Hebrews 11, 11.4 reads, By faith Abel was offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his face, though he died, he still speaks. I remind you that if your mom is gone, it is just her body that is gone. She is alive. God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. They are alive, and their faith speaks through us. Remember those wonderful conversations you've had. Remember those fun times, those happy times. Remember those, those times as, as kids, we, we have those moments at, at home with, with mom and dad and we grow up and we like to tell those stories over and over again because they bring us joy. Those memories bring us hope for that day that is soon to come, that day when Christ descends from his throne and brings us home. We will see Jesus. 
We will see mom. We will see dad. And all those who have expressed their faith in Jesus Christ. That's what I would commend everyone here to do. To remember that, that we need to place our faith in Jesus. We have a, a sister that, that lost a brother this week. And she was torn up inside because going to a funeral not knowing if she'll ever see him again. I pray you never do that to your parents. Let them know that you know. Let them know that you have faith in Christ. Give them that peace and that assurance of knowing that. I'd like to share a, a, a story story with you before we end. I know many of you have plans with mom today, so I don't want to delay that too long. And I'm pretty sure they cranked the heat up so I could have preached too long. It's getting a little cooler though, so we've got about an hour. But the, the story is a true story. And this lady was at work, and she was around the, the water cooler talk, if you will, and there was two, two young ladies in their early 20s complaining, said, Ah, oh, she did it to me again. And I asked mom what she wants for Mother Day, and what does she want? She wants me to go to church. Why can't she just tell me something I can give her? And then another lady chimed in and started rolling her eyes. And so my, my friend went up, up to her and said, You know, there is a day you're going to go to church with your mom. And they laughed and said, Yeah, right. I will never step foot in church again. I said, You will. Be at her funeral. It gets quiet. The day is coming when your children will come to church with you. Mm -hmm. It will be that day. Mm -hmm. And then they will regret every single Mother's Day that they didn't take the time to go with you, to spend time, because in reality, the gifts that we buy, even, even these wonderful flowers, they're going to fade. Mm -hmm. Most of them won't last till next week. The memories of Mom will last us for a lifetime. We need to remember that and focus on that. Focus on the gift of those memories that, that Mom has given us. To cherish our moms. To cherish that, that gift. Jesus cherished his mother. If the Son of God would take time, even while he's on the cross, to think of his mother, mm -hmm. how much more should you and I think of our moms today? And, <clears throat> and every single day. As I said, the, the greatest gift you could give your mom you know, is, is to be with her. To let her know that you believe in Jesus. So that when, when her time on earth is done, she could go to the Lord knowing that she will see her children one day. Amen. It is a great gift to, to offer to your parents. As, as, as we, we look and, and close today, I want us to encourage you. If your mom is here, love on her. Take her out to dinner. Buy, buy her whatever she wants. She's your mom. There's no, no, no price tag too high for mom. If your mom is not here, she's far away, give her a call. Let her know you love her. Let her know you care. Because a day will come where you won't be able to make the phone call anymore. A day will come where you won't be able to say, Hey, mom, let's take you out for steak today. Let's go over to Slut because I was, I was too late in getting a reservation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> reality is you've been given a short time. Don't waste it. Love your mom this day. Now you, you may look at me and, <coughs> and you may say, well my mom wasn't, wasn't very good to me. Maybe, maybe your mom hurt you. Maybe you aren't, your mom isn't the one that, that makes you want to go and, and be there. I would tell you to offer the gift of forgiveness. My mom's not a perfect mom, but she knows I love her. 
and I had forgiven her. Forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation. It won't ever be the relationship I would desire it to be. But understand, you could still shine that light in that relationship. You could still love on her with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because ultimately, all the wrongs that have been done, if we all get to heaven, we all have faith in Jesus Christ, all that's going to go away. All that pain will be gone. And you'll have eternity to spend together. Eternity to worship God. Let eternity begin today. Let's pray. I'm a Father, Lord Jesus, I give you thanks for this day. I give you thanks for, for your holy word, Lord, and what you have to say about the moms you've given to our lives, Lord. I pray that, that those of us that have moms in our lives, that we will cherish her this day and every day and lavish on her the, the, the gifts that we would give, Lord, but ultimately the gift of love, the gift of you, my Lord Jesus. I pray if there's anyone here who does not know you as Lord, Lord, that they would come down during this time of music that we call the altar call, and they would surrender to you and let their moms know or let their children know that they are saved and that they can have all assurance to know that they will see you, Lord, for you died for their sins. And there is now no condemnation for those who call upon your name. It's in your name, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen.